0: Welcome to the 5 for 2 podcast with me, your host, Adele, where we say no to careers where you're trading five days of misery for two days of fun. A place we discuss all things career, confidence, and money moves. I want to motivate, teach, and empower ambitious women to achieve more, earn more, feel more confident, and enjoy the work they do. It's all about believing you can have everything you want in your career and then going and getting it. So if you're ready, let's get into it. It is part two of my interview with Cleo, the founder of Women About Finance. In the last part, we are talking about the mindset and the mental strength that Cleo has, how she uses the fact that she was at rock bottom and she uses that as a mindset strategy and the shift you could adopt from that to help you take more risks. Plus, I finally lift the curtain and I let you guys know how much I saved and what the money goal was that I hit at the end of 2022, which literally blew my mind. And I'm sharing the affirmation that helped me get there. Cleo is also going to give you a practical exercise that you can do, like a practical step that you can take that's going to help you get rid of all the shame around your debt or any bad mistakes that you've made with money and help you get to the money and know what to do with it and give it a purpose. And instead of you being stuck like I was with the whole what next, you kind of have an idea of what next and where you want to go and who you want to be when you start achieving your money goals. So yeah, dive in. So... I have another question for you. Okay. Saving versus spending, is one better than the other?
1: No, no, I don't think so. And because you've got to know, it's back to the embodiment piece. Your body needs to feel how it is to save as well as to spend. Because the mantra that everyone hears is that you have to spend money to make money, and I think that's an absolute fact. You know, it is when you think about money. And some people may have may not have heard this, but people, you know, we describe it as energy because it is an inflow and outflow. It's how much energy I give out will then give me back. So it is a it is a flow, it is a circulation. So you can't have one without the other. If I and I'm slightly different to you, Adele, in the sense of, yes, I do save, and I'm pretty audacious and a bit of a risk taker in regards to going in for things, but probably the next person will be like, nah, that's too risky. For me, and this is my story, is that because I've seen rock bottom, (laughs) I'm a person who's just like, if things, if, I don't know if I can swear, but if things hit the fan, (laughs) if shit hits the fan, (laughs) right, I know what struggle and how things can really feel. I know right? there's money everywhere so I can always find money period fact so I'm probably a bit of more of a risk-taker in that space where I know what struggle feels like and it's not to say that I haven't gone for it once I've gone through it a few times so I'm like and I and I lived and actually the lessons that I learned through those spaces is what's brought me here today so I would definitely say that you know get in the flat I get in the flat yes I did have the money then, but and I also probably went in a bit earlier than anybody else would but for me that was okay I still felt comfortable I felt secure I wasn't putting anything else on the line but I do things probably a little bit more creative and I feel like you have to sometimes you know in order for you to be able to expedite and accelerate wealth. but coming back to the 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 saving and the spending we have to learn how to do both but intentionally Mm -hmm. it has to be with intent so when you was talking about one of your clients coming back saying she doubled her money and she still would have felt broke, it's because she isn't intentionally spending. There isn't no purpose to every pound that she's spending. So therefore, you're going to see the money dissolve pretty quickly, irrespective of what salary that you're on, because she hadn't had an intention of what more meant to her and actually chasing the dreams of for others rather than herself. Then the hoarding can also have a detriment to you as well with money. So if you're constantly hoarding the money and saving the money, then how are you actually increasing your wealth? Because again, you're shutting yourself off from other opportunities that can expedite and accelerate your wealth. So if you see an opportunity that could actually be like, you know, if I became an investor in a property, I put 20k in, I get 30k over two years, you know, because you're a hoarder, you'd be saying to yourself, no, I can't do that because that means taking my money out. You know, there's all multiple ways and how that can come. But you have to give up to receive back and both of them have their part to play. And it's it's not I'm slowly removing the word balance out of my vocabulary because sometimes it's not it's not about balance. Because when we think balance, it's, it means even slate, where actually it's harmony is more of a better word because sometimes having 60-40, 70-30, 20-80 is okay that is okay because for the for the moment that is what is required so you mm-hmm. may deplete your savings a lot more for a longer longevity return and that's okay equally and that's you spending equally you may need to have more savings and spend less for the season and that is okay it doesn't need to be an even keel game it's understanding again the person you want to become, set the intention and then actually operate from that place at all times. So then you are not saying to yourself, money is the the source of my safety and security, because you create the safety and security within. Mm-hmm. You can't, that's something you can't dissipate or give the control to something else. The only person who controls safety and security is yourself. So actually put in your dependency on money as a byproduct of security and safety would always keep you in a place of scarcity to create more abundance and wealth. You've got to understand it's a harmonization game where you'd have to probably spend more to get more, or you probably have to keep more to then be able to spend later or you know, to give mm-hmm. more. So it's, it's a game. And that's why personal finances are personal because what. Other people's desires and techniques and strategies may not make sense to one person, but may make sense to you based on where you're at in your intention. So you've got to be really careful in terms of the decisions that you make and
0: whether it is actually right for you or it's just right for somebody else. I hope that answers your question. 100% It, 100% you're talking to I was sitting here like oh my gosh Cleo's talking to myself she's calling me out like I felt like I was be. I was like I'm literally being called out because I am the worst for hoarding money and I still <laughs> and guys this is why I always want to say it doesn't matter where you are in your journey it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many pay rises I get or how much money I'm able to create or how much I can support my clients in creating money I still have my own money shit and one of my money shits is the hoarding of the money when Cleo was talking about the spending the 70 30, I was like, oh, 70, 30, what, spend 70% and only have 30 in the bank? Ah, oh, but guys, that's my money crap. <laughs> and she was talking to my, so- she was literally calling me out because I know that that's the current place I need to work through because it started off, oh, I just need to save 20K. Then 20 became 40 and 40 became 60. And then 60, 60- and guys, I'm going to talk about it now, like because I know you're all like listening, thinking, "When is Adele just going to tell us what she did?" I said I wanted to have six figures saved on the first of January. I said I wanted six figures saved by the end of 2022. That was my goal. Hit September, and I had spent more of my savings than I wanted to. So I was actually at the beginning of the year, I was at about 65k. By I'd gone up to about 75. 80 almost. And then come September, I was back down to 70 because I had spent money, I'd made a purchase, I'd done some stuff, I'd traveled, I'd done some, I just done some stuff, guys. So I was like, it's September. You're not about to make the 100K this year, but you're going to make it early in 2023. I had decided, because I'd already decided I was going to save like 100K. Guys, not through my business, not through my nine to five. And I have been since July or August, one of my affirmations has been money is everywhere. And I, I'm open to all the ways I can receive money. I am open to all the ways I can receive money. I've been saying that to myself daily, just because money is everywhere. And I had to remind myself and ground myself back to the money is everywhere thing. Like, listen, God is my source and supply. But also on top of that, money is just everywhere. It's just everywhere. Like, I can't tell you, it only can come from here. If you tell however you see it, whether you universe, God, whatever, God feels good to me. But if I'm saying to God, I can't, I can only get money through my business. I can only get money through my nine to five. Guess what? My brain is going to be shut off to any other option. My world is going to be shut off. Money is energy. When you're talking about the flow, I love that because money is a flow. It flows in and it flows out. But if you don't believe that money can come from anywhere, it won't come from anywhere. Money can come from refunds, friends, whatever. For me, I did some work for someone. I helped someone out and they were so grateful for what I helped them achieve. They paid me a crap load of money on top of my normal fee. Then I got two new clients that I wasn't expecting. And on 29th of November, I hit 100K, guys. And on the 30th of November, I surpassed 100K. And I didn't know what to do. Firstly, because I wasn't sitting waiting for it, because I thought "Mm, it's probably not going to happen this year. It's going to happen sometime in 2023. But it's something I've wanted for such a long time. Before I set the goal in January 2022, I've wanted it for a couple of years. I've been like, I wonder if I could really save 100K. I wonder if I could really save, not earn six figures but save six figures and they're not all in one place guys I've got like investments I've got bonds I've got like different but but it's liquid it's money that I can access but then I was like now what because I hit the 100k and I still feel like I don't have enough money Mm -hmm. because I haven't become the woman who decided like when you were saying because you've been broke you know what it feels like and you didn't die like you still lived. I know that feeling. I know what it's like to not have enough food in the house or to only eat rice with butter. Not because we were choosing to, but there was no other food in the house. I know what it's like to not have, to not be able to do things. Cause we, I grew up like that and I didn't die. And actually I had a really, apart from the not having, my mom was such a loving mom. I had such a beautiful childhood. I didn't even know we didn't have money until I was a certain age. (laughs) And I realized, like, I used to get dinner tickets where you pay for your lunches with dinner tickets because your mom can't afford. Like, so you get government assistance. I know what that life is, but I hit 100K in savings and I still didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. I still can say I don't feel 100% safe. However, I can also say the other part of me knows if I lose everything, I know how to make some money. I know how to get to the money. So saying that, how can I still fear that I'm not secure with 100K in the bank? And it's everything that Cleo just said. It's who you are when you show up to that point. So yes, guys, I hit six figures and I'm gonna spend out of that. So it's gonna go down, it's gonna go up. But I proved to myself that I could do it. But now what? Because guys, having that money just sitting there, not necessarily doing the most it can do for me, not necessarily helping me live life the way I want to live. Now I'm at the point is, what do you want, Adele? Because what is that money for? (laughs) There is no point. Why have I got it? It's all good being able to say to you guys, I hit the goal. Woo. But guys, now what? What does that mean? Who am I now? And that's the the problem. I didn't become that woman before I got there. I've now hit Mm -hmm. a goal. I've strived to hit a goal. I've strategied my way to a goal, but my mindset's not aligned. So when I hit it, yeah, guys, I cried. I was like, what? I was happy. I was so happy on November 29th. I was so happy on November 30th. But guess what? Come December 1st, I didn't, what now? Mm -hmm. Who, Who am I? And now I'm not working a nine to five either. Who who am I? Like, I'm definitely going to go back to the nine to five because that's what I know, guys. And for my mindsets to feel calm is what I have to do. But... What I'm trying to explain to you guys is getting the money. I can teach you guys strategy. I can tell you like the confidence. I can support you with your confidence. I can even talk to you and support you with your mindset. Cause you guys know when you get into my coaching container, I'm all about confidence and mindset because I know that the energy behind the strategy is what will get you to the goal. But when we set these goals for ourselves and we chase these goals, and this is new year guys. I know this episode, you lot are listening to this in 2023. You're setting all these goals, but have you, figured out what you want when you get to the goal. Because actually, if you don't know what you want to get to, once you get to the goal, then why are you setting the goal? Who was the goal really for? And that's where I am right now. The goal wasn't for anyone else, but the goal was for me to feel safe. I set that goal out of a lack and scarcity, out of fear of money running out. And now I have achieved the goal from a place of lack. Let me be clear. Because I want to be clear also. People think that you can't achieve certain things if you have a lack mindset. You can. It's harder. Oh, it won't be harder. But you can achieve from a lack mindset. But the problem is when you achieve, you're then stuck.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I'm now stuck. I can now sit here and say to you guys, God is good. Frankly, I'm so happy that I hit six figures. I have six figures saved, but I still don't feel like I have money. I still am that little girl whose mom says to her, don't spend too much because then we might not have this or there might not be food on the table or we could lose the house. Like that was, that was, we almost lost our house two, three times. Like we could lose our home. Like my mum had a mortgage. We could lose our home. We may not have a roof. And I've always had a roof over my head. And I know some people listening may not have, but I've always been blessed enough to have a roof. But just, so what now? is what and I feel like everything you were saying just was like oh it resonated because I was just saying mm-hmm. what now and I know someone listening is saying the same thing because you've got all these goals but when you get there what happens next why do you want the goal like why did I want that much money saved it started off that I only wanted to save some money to get a bigger house but now I don't want to spend the money <laughs> but to say I know you're not going to spend the money <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to spend the money because I'm like I spend the money I would have no money and then Because that's lack, because I'm from a place of lack. And this is where I'm working through at the moment. And this is why I wanted to do this episode, because I want you guys to know you can chase the money and we can get to the money. But when you get there, what happens? And will you stay there when you get there or will it all go because you're not that woman yet? Mm -hmm. And I think this episode has been so good because you've been talking about the mindset, what, who you need to become, the fact that you said that you take risks, them, those risks were making my heart hurt, I was like, she, she, I was like, oh my gosh, she's t- saying, she's oh, guys, she's saying, she I, takes risks, money, she's I like, me the tame one. <laughs> <laughs> she's proportional to the wind, I don't have it, but I will get it, and that's really important, that mindset, I don't have it, but I will get it, I can create it, when you become a person who believes that they can print money, and I don't mean print money, guys, in your bedroom, I mean print money, as in, You know, you can always get money. You can make money. You can figure it out. That is you embodying a person who prints money. Like when you're like, I haven't got it right now, but I know I can print money because you've got a mindset of knowing that money is everywhere and you can get to it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And not needing, like when you're saying to me, you might spend 70% and only have 30% in the bank. That's because you know, you can print money and you can get that 70% back when you need to. And you don't have a fear and even if you don't get it back when you need it to, you know that you can live through worse. And I love that. And I'm not going to keep the
1: money just to be able to say, for vanity points, vanity metrics. Just
0: to say it. And that's the, that's where I am now. I don't want to have, <laughs> what, I'm just going to have six figures to say, oh, i got six. No. What am I going to do with that? How is that money going to make my life better? My mum's life better? My daughter's life better? How am I going to use that money to elevate to the next 2.0 or 4.0 version of Adele? How do I become her? So when I hear experts talking about money mindset, and this was going to be one of my questions to you, but I don't even need to ask you because we've spoken about it. Why do coaches always talk about, why do money coaches and money experts always talk about money mindset?
1: Because... Yeah, but I'll expand on it because what we don't notice and what we're always taught is that finance is very masculine. You know, what I say is that it's male, stale and pale. And that is the extent of us in terms of finances. What we forget and actually don't really give ourselves an opportunity to think about. It's very obvious when it's said money is very emotional. Mm -hmm. We attach our emotions so much to money. Mm -hmm. Like ridiculously amount. And when do we ever actually sit down and actually focus on our emotions attached to money? Mm -hmm. Because to be very like to the point, money is actually just an exchange of energy. And the value that we give it is it is ambiguous because we give it, humans give money value. And as a collective, Decide whether something's more of more value or not. When things are Im- ambiguous as, um, and subjective, there's always going to be a level of emotional emotion attached to it because there is no right or wrong mm. in the conversation. It is always grey. The only thing you can actually uh, you cannot argue about is the law of physics. Mm. Everything else can be gray. As you said, it's just guidelines. Money in terms of its value. Is actually only guidelines if you really think about it. And we as humans put value to it. And one person is going to think it's more valuable than the other. And no person is right or wrong. If you think of it very matter of fact, that is what money is. So then when you have your own perspective and somebody else has their own perspective and someone disagrees, Mm. then there is going to be emotions attached to it. And that's the part that we don't explore. And we don't explore other people's opinion of that value and how we accept it or don't accept it. A lot of the times we have accepted it unknowingly, as we've been children, having those rules set in our minds unconsciously and living to adults today in accepting those rules without thinking, do they actually stand by the adult that I am today? We live in our set rules based on what we were taught when we were children. So we don't actually challenge what I have known about money growing up. Does that serve me or disempower me? And it's just having that honest conversation with people in understanding that going to what you said, Adele, in terms of the only way you can make more money is to work really, really hard. I've had clients who reject money because they can make two grand in an hour where it probably took their mom when they was younger a whole month to make Mm -hmm. because in their mind they are saying oh my god I feel guilty that I can earn two grand in one hour that took my mum 160 hours to make Mm -hmm. in one month Mm -hmm. and it's understanding those unconscious beliefs around money that are holding you back to receive more capacity of having more money and it's understanding those unconscious beliefs in order for you to be able to expand the wealth that you desire because we all have it I certainly have it it's taken me and still taking me a while for me to understand not working hard overly you know working stupid hours mm-hmm. means that I can I can still make decent money and not work stupid hours there is so much talk that we have in our set in our heads and what we see around is in our communities and what the what's imposed on us as women as well in believing that women are a certain way with money that we hold unconsciously and not realizing that it's blocking us from creating wealth Mm -hmm. so that's why the mindset piece is so important to unpack before we even start talking about how you can actually make more money because you probably have opportunities lying right in front of you like the one you said, who doubled her income, who has so much opportunity, but she just can't see it because she's still living in the same beliefs, money belief system that is not serving her. That's making money just evaporate without actually realizing what I've learned about money isn't true to me. Mm-hmm. And when you rewire those, you gain the clarity and you start thinking of things from a place of abundance rather than lack.
0: I listen. I definitely agree because I work. I. The hard work thing so, like, was so ingrained in me and I worked my ass off to get to my first, like to save my first 10K, but at least 60K of the money I've saved came to me out of nowhere really easily. It wasn't hard work. My brain was thinking differently. My vein was investing. My brain was thinking of bonds. My brain was, I was putting money away and a year later I'd made like 5K on it or I'd made 4K on it, or I'd made 3K, or I put money away and five years later, I'd made 8K on it and I wasn't working for it. So I realized, and that was like one of the first shifts in my mindset where I realized, oh damn, you don't have to work hard because it was harder for me to get 10K than it was for me to get 60K. And that's when I kind of realized, wait, what? (laughs) Money can come from anywhere. So yeah, like I definitely, like, I feel like, I have a lot of mindset work to do. (laughs) I feel like all of us do in our own way. And I feel like money mindset is something we should all always be working on. But I see and I understand the reason why money coaches always talk about the mindset, because the strategy will get you to a certain place. But imagine it being harder for me to be able to literally say it was harder for me to get 10K than it was to get 60K. And the 60K only came when I started working on my mindset. And the more I worked on my mindset, the more I understood that I was creating my results just from my thoughts. Because your thoughts directly influence how you act. So all exactly what Cleo is saying, all them old thoughts that you've accepted as true, you have to start to challenge them. Have to start to get out of your comfort zone. It's uncomfortable to challenge it when you saw your mum had to work all them hours to make what you can make in half the time, quarter of the time. But start with that belief. If a CEO of a company can earn X amount just by breathing, he woke up, he breathed, his business made him money. (laughs) Us as women, and women, we don't look at it like that. We don't have to sacrifice, work ourselves to the bone just to get the crumbs. That's not what it is. But when we get there again, what do we do with it? Last question that I want to ask you are what are two things that someone in a nine to five can start doing right now today to start creating wealth?
1: So uh, I'll share with you a method that I share with everybody Mm -hmm. and this is to let go of some of the some of the thoughts feelings and behaviors that sit behind the money and it's it feels really like Oh my God, really? You want me to do this? Because I will be frank with you, there's been some emotion with clients when we do this exercise, but I feel it is so powerful mm. that it really makes you, it really makes you think differently and actually appreciate the emotion that we attach to money. Okay. So what I would love and invite anybody who's listening is to get a double-sided Notebook and put four columns across it. The first column is to write down every financial mistake you've made. I wish you could see Adele's phrase. She's like, What? What?
0: <laughs> exactly. what do you mean? I have to revisit past hurts? <laughs> yeah. And
1: then against each, what we don't actually pride ourselves on is the lessons that we've learned from our mistake. So after each financial mistake, I would like you to then write the lesson that you've learned from it. So when I talk about mistakes, it's not a case of like, if I would have vested it out, but it could be, you know, if you would have taken out your money earlier, you would have had more, money, you know, you would have created, had more investment or whatever. It could be something to do as blah, blah, anything that's kind of like you find yourself constantly beating yourself up for. So, because we all make silly mistakes, but the ones that are really like viscerally, oh my God, because I did this mistake, this is evidence that I can never do this again sort of thing. Yeah, write the lesson learned, and then the third column is what is it from this mistake can you let go? So what do, what do I get to release? So let's do an example. You got yourself into silly debt over I say silly debt in inverted comments because a lot a lot of the time some of these these mistakes are not your fault. So you got in silly debt when it came to being at university. The lesson that you learned is that I spend money when I'm feeling emotional because it was an emotional period period of time for you at at university what you get to let go is that I no longer beat myself up for when I spend money when I feel emotional instead I will spend money more intently something like that so you can say that so then and then the fourth one is the affirmation is that I I am an intentional spender Mm -hmm. you know and from that example what you are basically showing from left to right is that you made a mistake, you've learned from it, you're going to let go of the story that you're not good with your money because you get yourself in debt Whenever every time you feel there's an emotional time. And then you're going to say to yourself, I'm now an emotional, I'm an intentional spender. Mm-hmm. And then, as we've talked about before, you'll then do actions that are aligned to being an intentional spender. So uh, that's what I would really invite people to do in terms of an
0: exercise. That's such a good exercise, guys, if you're listening and you need to rewind <laughs> if you need to. I feel like that's such a good exercise because we can beat ourselves up forever over mistake. Like I can still say I'm like, oh, that first time on the stock market, like I made 900. Why didn't I take my money out? Like, mm. who, like why did I leave it there? I literally made 900 pounds like within the first month of me paying the stock market. And I'd only put in like 100, but I didn't take my money out soon enough. So then I lost it all and some. <laughs> And that can sit with me. I'm here worrying about 900 pound when I've just saved six figures. (laughs) Guys, it's a mindset (laughs) thing. If you do not believe in mindset, if you think it's too woohoo and too sick, just think about that for a minute. I'm talking about stressing over the 900 pound I lost in the stock market, telling myself, oh, you're not that good with money. You're not that good with the stock market. You just saved six figures. It doesn't even correlate the two things. That £900 is nothing. It's a drop in the ocean. But compared to what I've been able to achieve, however, it will feel heavier on me, heavier in my spirit, heavier in my being because I haven't learned to let it go. So that exercise, guys, is such a strong and powerful exercise because even me saying it out loud, it's laughable because I can say "I the £900 sits with me more than making six figures. Like I have more of an emotional attachment to that money lost than I do to money made or saved however you want to look mm-hmm. at it emotional attachments are a big an important thing mindset guys is an important thing you have to work on your mindset if you don't want to get to a place like Cleo got to and I got to where we were both like what now you've achieved what you wanted to achieve but what now and Cleo's what now was she was unhappy she achieved all these amazing milestones and she was unhappy I achieved the milestone and I'm not unhappy. I still feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. So different feelings, but still the same feeling. What the hell now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cleo's led her to her business and she's helping other women so they don't end up there. And if they do end up there, they work through it really quickly. And I think that's such an amazing thing. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed listening to our chat because this has been a good one. I really enjoyed speaking with you, Leora. I really enjoyed just hearing your story in more detail. And just speaking to people and letting them know, like, guys, getting to the money is important. But what the, what you do with that money is just as important. The mindset you use to get to that money is going to dictate how well you manage that money. And something Cleo said, like you guys know, like I said earlier in the episode, the way you manage your money is a form of self-love. Oh, oh all the feels when I hear that. So I want to thank Cleo for being on this episode. I want Cleo to let you guys know where you can find her. So Cleo, let everyone know where can they find you? Where do you hang out online?
1: Yes. So my company is Women Women About Finance. So that's how you will find me. And yeah, I am going on maternity leave, but I have a waiting list with people if they wanted to have a conversation with me. That will be the link in the bio by the time this comes out. And yeah, I just love expanding, growing the community of just supporting women to really feel into their wealthy woman. So whether you are going to be somebody who interacts, somebody who stands on the sidelines, who just lurks and enjoys the content, then be that person. You know, I love providing women the capacity to know that they can receive more. And that's what I'm all about when it comes to Women about finance and ensuring that women do truly believe that they are a wealthy woman, even even if they feel that the bank account has to be a certain way or have a certain thing. You are wealthy woman now, and that's what it is all about for me. So, find me at Women About Finance, and also I've got a podcast myself, Money Couch. But yeah, just get on Instagram, do some in you'll and you'll find what you ever need.
0: I was just about to say, <laughs> don't forget to mention. Your- podcast I, <laughs> yeah. she has a podcast, and it's called the money couch it is good listen if you're trying to up your money trying to learn how to manage your money trying to have the right mindset behind your money i want you to go and listen because she definitely believes the rules are guidelines <laughs> she may not put it that way but when you listen to it you're gonna be like okay yeah yeah she don't follow rules she's gonna teach you how to get to the money from where you are from who you are not having to become someone else and that that's what made me want to connect with her her because I don't believe you need to be someone else to go out there and earn more money in your career or earn more money in your business. I don't think you ever have to be someone. Else. I think who you are right now is who you need to be, but you've just got to believe that. And Cleo is just definitely gonna teach you how to be that who you are now and get to the money. Clear out the crap because the truth is some of the crap that we hold on to is not who we are, it's who we've been trained to be. So if she's gonna help you clear out some of that, so definitely. Go and listen to her podcast, hit follow on her Instagram. We're all wishing you all the best with your new birth and the new child and everything. Thank you. Guys, we started, this is 2023. We are starting this year, right? We are getting to the money, getting to the happiness. We are deciding who we want to be as women and then showing up as her this year so that we can achieve the goals. I'm not telling you don't set the goals, but I'm telling you who do you want to be on the way to the goal. All the information about Cleo will be in the show notes, guys. So if you have a look at the show notes, there'll be links and everything so that you can connect with her. Again, thank you. This has been amazing. Guys, 2023, let's get it. Let's get to the money. Let's get to the happiness. Let's get to all of it because we do not have to choose. We are the women that get to have it all.
1: Lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I love that. It was a beautiful end.
0: (laughs) I hope this episode gave you exactly what you needed and motivated you to confidently take steps towards your next career move. If you enjoyed it, screenshot and share it on your socials, tag me on Instagram and come join my community of amazing women working on levelling up their confidence and career. Thanks for listening and see you next time.